Welcome to the Fix Your Sciatica podcast, where we meet with experts and clients and discuss how to manage your sciatica and low back pain without the use of medications or surgery. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Mack, and I'm a physical therapist as well as the founder of iFixYourSciatica.com, a go-to resource for pain management. If you had a previous pain, whether it be knee pain, neck pain, or specifically for this channel, sciatica pain, there is a high likelihood that you'll have a flare-up in the future. Now, that's the unfortunate reality, but the moment that we accept this fact, the closer we get to being free of pain. So today, I'm actually going to share with you the necessary steps on managing a sciatica pain flare-up. Now, my job as a physical therapist and pain management consultant is to make the job obsolete. There are three major priorities that I accomplish with my clients, and that includes reducing the pain, preventing flare-ups, and providing strategies to managing those flare-ups when they occur. Hence, providing the necessary tools for my clients to no longer need my services. Unfortunately, the healthcare business model is built upon keeping clients long-term, which means that most providers are focusing on the first priority, just addressing the pain, but not enough time on the last two, preventing them from happening again and providing the tools in the event that pain comes back on. And it's time to change that model so that you, the listener, can be empowered and in control of your recovery. In previous episodes, I've actually talked about the causes of sciatica, and whether it be disc-related or arthritis-related, and I've also talked about the importance of maintaining proper movement mechanics to ensure that flare-ups occur less often. But it would behoove me to share with you the strategies on actually how to address flare-ups when they occur. Because once you can figure that out, you will be free from this vicious cycle of pain. And it is a five-step process with a bonus sixth step. So let's get down to business. The first step into managing a flare-up is to ruling out red flags. Now, what is that exactly? A red flag is anything that would actually be causing your pain that is not orthopedic related. This includes cancers, fractures, and even organ dysfunction. Now, did you know that a condition like diabetes can actually affect nerve function? Diabetic neuropathy affects the peripheral nerves, and it itself can present as pain, burning, a lack of sensation, and just poor function in general. So how can you rule out red flags? Before implementing any sort of movement or stretching program to my clients, I ask these nine questions. Since the onset of your symptoms, one, have you experienced any nausea or vomiting? Have you experienced night sweats? Any pain that wakes you up at night? Have you ever experienced fever, sweats, or chills? Since the onset of your symptoms, have you been experiencing malaise or what is known as general feeling of being unwell? Have you experienced unexplained weight loss or weight gain? Uh, And then have you had any changes in your bowel or your bladder function? And this includes diarrhea, constipation, uh, bloating, pain with eating, pain when you are avoiding your bowel or your bladder, or just have any bathroom accidents. 
Or have you experienced a complete loss of sensation or function in any one of your extremities? Or have you experienced any numbness or tingling in your pelvic floor? If you answered yes to any of these previous questions, then it is time to speak to a doctor. There could be something else that is going on that is in, isn't influenced by your spine or orthopedic issue. And so stop listening right now and find someone to help you. But if you answer no to any one of these, uh, sorry, if you answer no to all of these questions, then it's time to move on to the next step, which is down-regulating the nervous system. When you have a flare-up, your nervous system is cranked up to a level of 10 out of 10, aka it is up-regulated. But what exactly is an up-regulated nervous system? So think about your nervous system, pretty much your circuitry, your brain, and your nerves throughout your body as kind of like a guitar amplifier. And there's two settings, regular and distorted. The regular guitar sounds is what you would typically hear in acoustic guitar music. You would just strum and just hear the sound of the guitar. The distorted version is usually found in rock music. And, and, uh, and what ends up happening is that you strum and you hear a loud reverberating sound from the guitar. And so an upregulated nervous system is like putting the amplifier on the highest level of distortion, which means that even the smallest strum on the guitar is going to result in a loud reverberating sound. It's just, as I said, so a normal strum the guitar will sound like a proportion of the force put into that specific stroke. And the same thing goes with sciatica pain. Remember the sensation of pain is just an electric signal that goes from a specific body part travels through your nerves, up through your spinal cord, and then into your brain. And this is where that electrical signal gets processed. And when upregulated, the signal can be perceived as pain. It is our job, yours and mine, to reduce that distortion so that you can go back to living pain-free. Now, how can we do that without stretching or moving? It is very simple. We do it by simply, simply focusing on our breathing. There's this phrase in the nutrition world, specifically for us Americans, as being overfed and undernourished. This is a phrase coined by the author Michael Pollan, who is the author of The Omnivore's Dilemma. And what that meant was the typical American diet is filled with highly processed foods and we eat a lot of it. So we have an abundance of food, but with those overly processed foods, there is a lack of nutrition and vitamins and minerals. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about how food in the food industry actually influences our health and well-being, I suggest that you check that book out. And the link to that book is going to be in the description of today's episode. But on the other hand, I think this phrase can actually be transferred over to our breathing patterns and mechanics. So the term, we are overventilated and under-oxygenated. So hear me out. This means that we have no problem as Americans of being able to get the right amount of air into our lungs. In fact, most fast and shallow breathing results in a lot of air moving in and out of our lungs. However, the fast and shallow turnover uh, of this air results in less oxygenation and less oxygen in our blood, an elevated heart rate, and this leads to an upregulated nervous system. And we need to slow down and be in control of our breathing. Because when you're in pain, it would be safe to assume that you're doing short, fast, and shallow breaths because of the pain that you're in. I wouldn't be surprised that your shoulders are up to your ears and 
As a result, it's time to dig deeper and slower breaths. So here's what I'm going to have you do right now. Find a quiet place. And if you're listening to this episode with headphones on, then this is actually going to minimize distractions. The next step is finding a comfortable position for yourself, whether it be laying down, sitting up. And since this is a flare-up, it's not your first rodeo, and you're probably going to have to go to, and you probably have a go-to position. So assume that position right now. It's time to breathe. So over the next five minutes, we are going to go through a breathing exercise together. And this activity that we are about to do is called box breathing. It's a technique that was developed by the Navy SEALs to reduce stress and improve focus during the highest stress situations. For the Navy SEALs, it's when they're in a firefight. For you, it's this current instance of sciatica pain during this flare-up. The breath cycle has four stages. You have your inhale, the transition, the exhale, and the transition. Consider each stage as four sides of a box. And for this exercise, we would be spending four seconds in each phase of the breath. You're going to be breathing in through your nose for a four second hold. You're going to hold your breath for four seconds and then exhaling out through your mouth under control for four seconds. And then you're finally holding your breath for another four seconds before we move on to the next cycle. All you need to do is close your eyes and listen to the sound of my voice. And we're going to go through this together. So three, two, one, breathe in and hold. Breathe out and hold. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out. Hold. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out. Hold. Breathe in. Hold, breathe out, hold, breathe in, hold, breathe out, hold, breathe in. Hold, breathe out, hold, breathe in, hold, breathe out, hold, breathe in. Hold, breathe out, hold, 
Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out. Hold. 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 Okay. Go ahead and open your eyes. Go back to breathing normally. How do you feel? Feeling calmer? More relaxed? Now that your pain... Now, your pain might not necessarily have gone completely away, but it should have decreased in intensity and you should feel a little bit calmer, a little bit more relaxed. And so now the next step, it's a perfect time to look introspectively and reflect on the current situation. You've had a flare up. The pain is the same and your body is sort of behaving in the same way. If this is the situation, then the good news is that the stretches Used to reduce your pain from the last time you were in pain should be helpful again. So go back into your Rolodex of exercises and stretches, or if you have a list of exercises from the last bout of pain, even better. And slowly try those movements again. Do one exercise at a time and ask yourself, do I feel better, worse, or the same? If you feel better or the same, that indicates that your body tolerated the movement pretty well, and you could and should do that a little bit more often. If there are any movements or exercises that make your pain worse, then hold off from doing them for now. Now, if your pain spontaneously resolved without doing any exercises or stretching in the past, then simply breathing in time could help. But I don't know about you, I'm an impatient person, and it's not worth my time and energy to just bear through the pain. So I would recommend asking for help at this point if you don't have a plan, because who's got that time to wait? And then next up, it's time to reflect on the journey of how you got to this most recent flare-up. No event or task is too trivial. In fact, if you can make a log of what you did within the 48 hours of the flare-up, even better. 
What did you do? Was there anything different? How were your positions? So if you can recall a specific incident that could have brought on your pain, the great news is that you have a much more clear idea on how to make it so that you don't ever experience a flare-up again. You can either avoid doing that activity altogether, which could technically be next to impossible because we're moving human beings, or modify your positions to do the same activity but minimize the risk of flaring yourself up. However, if you're unable to identify a specific incident, that's totally okay as well. You're going to take this moment to be aware of how you're moving so that you can avoid having another flare-up. And in fact, most clients I see, the pain is caused by an unknown element or unknown event. There probably was too much bending or twisting at the spine to begin with that the body does not prefer. Not to say that bending, lifting, or twisting is bad for you, but it is important that we have some sort of spinal stability to prevent future flare-ups. In essence, it's important for you to reflect on the previous day's activity to ensure that you make the necessary changes to prevent flare-ups. Now, if you follow these steps until about now, you should be able to have some sort of significant pain relief with your sciatica flare-ups. So keep up with that with what makes you feel better and modify or eliminate the motions that actually make you feel worse. And the next step, step number five, is going back to living your life. Increase your awareness of your posture and how you move throughout the day. This is especially important when you exercise. Now, I'm not a huge, uh, sorry, take that back. I am a huge fan of physical fitness and daily movement. Not only does it do the body good because you're getting your muscles stronger and more loose, but there are also a ton of amazing mental health benefits to exercise. Most people think that they can turn their brain off and escape the real world when working out. And yes, you can for sure escape the real world when exercising, but that does not mean that you can let your mind drift away into la-la land. In fact, this is an opportunity to be even more in tune with your body so that you can be aware of how you move and how you feel and consider it kind of like a moving meditation. What are you feeling? How can you make the changes to your position so that you can be stronger, move faster and not have any pain? Those are the questions that I challenge you to ask yourself when you get back into your life and exercise. So there you have it. A five-step plan to manage flare-ups. The first step is a rule at red flags. The next is to down-regulate the nervous system. Step number three is to find the positions that make you feel the greatest, then reflect on what could have caused this pain, and then finally go back to living your life. Now, I did say that there was a bonus step, and this bonus step can actually be put in any part of the process, and that is asking for help. Now, I truly believe that humans do not deserve to live in pain and especially not live in pain by themselves. So reach out to a friend, a healthcare provider, or reach out to me for help. I got into this business to help people, and that's a huge reason as to why I have this podcast. And if you want help, but don't necessarily have the time to speak to a professional due to your crazy busy schedule, then check out our sciatica protocol. This is a program that actually helps provide customized stretches and exercises for you, focus on your pain relief, all delivered directly through your phone. You don't need to download any special apps. And at $24.99 a week, you're actually only going to pay a fraction of what it would take to see a medical professional. 
Check out the sciatica protocol on our website at ifixyoursciatica.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice, and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.